Evening prayer starts on page 22. The Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Together, the general confession on page 23. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no help in us, but thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 72 is on page 46. Or 26, I'm sorry. Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. Then shall he judge thy people according unto right, and defend the poor. The mountains also shall bring peace, and the little hills righteousness unto the people. He shall keep the simple folk by their right, defend the children of the poor, and punish the wrongdoer. They shall fear thee as long as the sun and moon endureth, from one generation to another. He shall come down like the rain upon the mown grass, even as the drops that water the earth. In his time shall the righteous flourish, Yea, an abundance of peace, so long as the moon endureth. His dominion shall be also from the one sea to the other, and from the river unto the world's end. They that dwell in the wilderness shall kneel before him, his enemies shall lick the dust. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall give presents, the kings of Arabia and Saba shall bring gifts. All kings shall fall down before him, all nations shall do him service. For he shall deliver the poor when he crieth, the needy also, and him that hath no helper. He shall be favorable to the simple and needy, and shall preserve the souls of the poor. He shall deliver their souls from falsehood and wrong, and dear shall their blood be in his sight. He shall live, and unto him shall be given of the gold of Arabia. Prayer shall be made ever unto him, and daily shall he be praised. There shall be an heap of corn in the earth. High upon the hills, the fruit thereof shall shake like Lebanon. 
and they of the city shall flourish like grass upon the earth. His name shall endure forever. His name shall remain under the sun among the posterities, which shall be blessed in him, and all the nations shall praise him. Blessed be the Lord God, even the God of Israel, which only doeth wondrous things. And blessed be the name of his majesty forever, and all the earth shall be filled with his majesty. Amen. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 61st chapter of Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console all those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And they shall rebuild the old ruins, and they will raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the ruined cities, the desolations of many generations. Strangers shall stand and feed your flocks, and the daughter, I'm sorry, and the son of the foreigner shall be your plowmen and your wine dressers. But you shall be named the priest of the Lord. They shall call you the servants of our God. They shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor, and instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in the portion. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. For I, the Lord, love justice. I hate robbery for burnt offerings. I will deliver their work in truth, and I will make them an everlasting covenant. Their descendants shall be known among the Gentiles, and their offspring among the people. All who see them shall acknowledge them, they that are in prosperity whom the Lord has blessed. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with the garment of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decks himself with ornaments, and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the earth bringeth forth its bud, as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all nations. Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, 
as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the eighth verse of the 15th chapter of Romans. Now I say that Jesus Christ has become a servant to the circumcision for the truth of God, to confirm the promises made to the fathers and to the Gentile, that the Gentiles might glorify God for his mercy as it is written. For this reason I will confess to you among the Gentiles and sing to your name. And again he says, Rejoice, O Gentiles, with, the, with his people. And again, Praise the Lord, all you Gentiles. Laud him, all you peoples. And again Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he shall rise to reign over the Gentiles. In him the Gentiles shall hope. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you also are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to admonish one another. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written more boldly to you on some points as reminding you because of the grace given to me by God that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering to the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I have reason to glory in Christ Jesus in the things which pertain to God. For I will not dare to speak of any of those things which Christ has not accomplished through me in word and deed, to make the Gentiles obedient in mighty signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and around about to Iridium, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. And so I have made my aim to preach the gospel, not only where Christ was named, lest I should build on another man's foundation, but as it is written, to whom he has announced they shall see, and those who have not heard shall understand. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. 
and make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, who by the leading of a star didst manifest thy only begotten Son to the Gentiles, mercifully grant that we, who know thee now by faith, may after this life have the fruition of thy glorious Godhead, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. We've read in Israel's history that it's it's just fraught with examples of the people trying to serve the, the culture of the promised land, example of the offering incense to the local gods, while still maintaining the part of the Jewish tradition that was convenient for them. C.S. Lewis wrote in Mere Christianity about a mysterious force, and it's a force that we mistake for God, but it's the kind of God that does not judge us or interfere when we entertain like shabby behavior and unlike um, the troublesome God of the Bible who does interfere, this mysterious force can, mis can be mistaken for God. It is easy because it is tame. You can switch it on as off as needed. In another book of C.S. Lewis, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Aslan, the Jesus of the story, was described as not a tame lion. God is not tame. Jesus came to give us not a force, but the force, the true force, and yes, not a tame force. The Jews failed in their mission to bring God to the world, and without God we are all lost. Enter Jesus Christ, God incarnate, the Savior of the world, and the King of all creation. This is what Epiphany is all about. We celebrate God's love and mercy towards us as Jesus is revealed in his birth and baptism, and all who recognize him rejoice. So Epiphany is the feast that recognizes the manifestation of God in Jesus and of the risen Christ in our world. And it's time now for believers to consider how Jesus fulfilled his destiny and how Christians can fulfill their destiny too. So what we see in Isaiah is we see three parts in chapter 61. We see the song of the Lord's anointed and we find from that that the Spirit of God is on him and that he is anointed. And we find that there's ample compensation for following him. Uh, we're promised to being, being named priests of the Lord and being called servants of our God. And most of all, everlasting joy is to be had by those that follow him. And then the, the last few verses, 10 and 11, are the song of the justified. And we rejoice in the Lord and will be clothed in the garments of salvation. So in Romans, Paul has shown the power of the gospel he preaches to transfer Christians from the realm of sin and death into the realm of righteousness and life. But this, this trans transformation does not absolve Christians from the responsibility to live out in righteousness that is granted to us by the gospel. So God is working to transform us into the image of his son. 
but we are to take part in this process as we work to make transformation real in our daily lives. So what we find in this chapter too is uh, the, Paul's final call to unity in the Roman church, the final meaning in this book. Um, he's playing, pleading for tolerance in the Roman church. So he's calling to the strong. He has a prayer for unity in verses one through four and to all among all the Christians in Rome in five through six and a plea for both the weak and the strong and a concluding prayer. And our charge, as we have learned from uh, the readings of 1 John, we are, we are to love one another. And here in the end of this chapter, we are charged to be full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and to admonish one another in love. So um, just some thoughts as we go in, and I think some of us will be doing the Epiphany Mass tonight, and we'll hear more about Epiphany. But the call to, to follow God in the real way is, is our call, and to us to rejoice that God has revealed himself to us. So let's continue with the intercession on page 590. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Stend down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our private supplications. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Happy Epiphany. I hope you will be able to enjoy the feast tonight. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thanks. Happy Epiphany, everybody.